As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The culture is the culture. It's four to six A to B, competitive excellence, and the brotherhood. The plan to win uh, has never changed. So the culture here and the plan to win is always going to be here at Ohio State. Welcome back to 4 to 6 with A&B, your Ohio State podcast brought to you by The Athletic. This is Bill Landis, joined by Ari Wasserman. Remind you guys from the jump, The Athletic's Black Friday deal is now up. Get $1 per month for 12 months, theathletic.com slash 426. That's 4TO6. You can read what I write. You can read what Ari writes. You can read what our Michigan beat writer, Austin Meek, writes. And you can read what our special guest today, Nick Baumgartner, who covers Michigan, Michigan State, the Detroit Lions. Uh, you're, you're covering a little like uh, Premier League soccer and stuff, Nick, too. You're doing a little bit of everything, right? Hey, the uh, Michigan Panthers are coming back, Bill. Like uh, The USFL will be here in like whenever year, and I, we've been waiting for this. So I, I told Chris Burke, I was like, are they going to be actually like on site, the USFL? If they are, then I'm in on that, too. So, yeah. But, yeah, no, anything anything comes up here, we'll... Uh... We'll give it a look until it's terrible, and then we'll give it a deeper look. <laughs> I've already, uh, I've already purchased my Philadelphia Star right. here, so yeah, I'm this is awesome. The I love it. NFL. Like it's great yeah, stuff. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Well, listen, it's a, it's Ohio State Michigan week. It's a, it's a big week. I've been told. I've been told it's a big week. It's a top five game. It's number two versus number five. Uh, the, the, the spread will t- listen. The spread tells you this is a top five game, and this is a tight game. These are two equally uh, competitive teams. I don't know how uh, how certain all of us are of that, and I guess we'll, we'll dive into that uh, a little bit. But but maybe Nick, to, to to kind of start off, well, we'll ask you like what what's the vibe up there going into this game with with Michigan looking as good as it's looked under Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, it's really similar to the and you guys were around the first year that Harbaugh was at Michigan. It's very similar to that. You know, they um, the group of kids that they inherited. Uh, and that first year, obviously, had gone through hell with, you know, Brady Hoke and all the stuff and the failures and blah, blah, blah. And this one has been similar. You know, they had a horrible season last year. They went through all the tough stuff. Um, but more importantly, Harbaugh made changes to his coaching staff this year that needed to be made. And he didn't make years prior that hit the right buttons. And, you know, this is now a staff that you know, that cares more about its kids than just the football sense. It's a deeper, you know, they're, they're, they're together. Um, so I think the sense is that. They're confident they're they're going to play the full four quarters and not quit. Like they're confident that if they play their best football, they're going to have a chance in the second half with a game on the line, like some of these other good teams have had against Ohio State this year, and that they're not going to just quit on themselves before they get there. Because I think that's really the goal with a, when you're playing Ohio State. You know, if you're all these teams that have done this over the years, and we've seen so many good ones 
that we would consider to be good teams go up against Ohio State and just get the shit kicked out of them and be like, well, you're not a good team anymore. You know, like, that's over with. And they can't get through the full four quarters. You know, they go two and a half, and then something happens, and they just crumble, and they can't handle. And this one, I think, that's the best, the best, like, most clearest confident thing I can tell you is, like, I'm very confident they're not going to quit, that they're going to play the whole game, and they're going to be annoying the whole way, and I don't, I don't think they're going to get rattled and avalanche. They could, but I don't. That's the one difference, I guess, from the last few years uh, with this group that I've So had. when Nick uh, – welcome, by the way. Yeah. It's so good to see your hey, face. And, uh, yeah. This is the most wonderful time of year, you know. Uh, <laughs> You're excited. Why is J.J. McCarthy not start? No, I'm just I'm, – Here we I'm, go. I'm, okay. I'm You're starting. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so when the spread came out on Sunday, I saw it on the yeah. internet, and it was seven and a half. And when I first had my baby a few weeks ago, yeah, it's almost two months ago now. We started. It was like ten years ago, doesn't it? We started a. We started a a fund for her. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. we put you know some of our savings in there, so it got off to a good start. So she. So you're you're dipping into that for your betting, are you already? I was wondering, should I have, like, why (laughs) wouldn't I take her clothes? All that money. that money and anything else that I have in my value. Like, honestly, I thought to myself, like they aren't going to win by seven and I'm curious, honestly, and I'm not trying to be funny about it now. What does Michigan have to do to keep this game with, to be, you know, I'm not even saying win, but to keep this game within seven, to keep it, to keep it within shouting. Yeah. And that's the whole goal. Really. It's like, I think that, you know, a lot of these guys have been around here long enough to where you're looking at it. Like you can't look at it. Like, what do you got to do to beat Ohio State? Like you're saying, Ari, it's like, what do you have to do to get yourself in position to have a chance when the fourth quarter starts? Like, that's realistically what you're trying to do. And I think for Michigan, it's you have to play perfect on offense and score in the 40s, and your best players have to make, you know, their best 10 to 15 plays of the season, right? That's that's the start of it. And I think Michigan actually, unlike Michigan State, has enough guys on offense to where they could, real, you know, conceivably do that if they're perfect. Defensively, you just have to hang on. I think you have to find ways to get them to punt once or twice, and then you have to score when they punt, and then you have to score every time they score. And like that's just how you have to play the game. There's no other way to do it. Uh, the talent gap's too big for any team in this league. Um, I think that's. So you think Michigan has to score forty in this game? I think they have to score in the forties to win the game. I think they have to keep them somehow either in the low forties or in the thirties, or I don't know how you win it. Like I mean, you know, the way Oregon did it. You have to really hope that Ohio State's going to have like a couple where you're like, what the hell are they doing? Like a couple, like three drives where it's like, that was not Ohio State, right? You have to hope they do something that they don't normally do. You can force them to do like two or three things they don't normally do, but you're not forcing them to do like 15 unforced errors, right? Yeah. Like a normal college football team. You're not going to force Ohio State to just play like shit for, for 45 minutes. It's not going to happen. And that's the thing too, so Bill. So you have to bring yourself above, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, but Bill, I yeah. think that's an interesting point that Nick makes, but, like, the problem I think that this rivalry has had, you know, obviously we can go, I'll do my 35-minute stars monologue in an hour, but, like, yeah. I, <laughs> Ohio State, Bill, and you tell me if you agree with this, tends to play their best game of the year in this game. Almost always. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's – I, I, I think you might have asked me that a week or so ago, and I, I could not recall a time in my, in my time covering the Ohio State that they've played poorly in this game. They've they've been no, more talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been more talented. Like in uh, seventeen, like well, I'm, I'm talking even by Ohio State standards. Like the 2017 oh, Ohio yeah. State team was like an okay team. That game yeah, was a yeah. little tighter. Um, but like yeah, and, and 14 was a little tighter. Although the Ohio State pulled away late. Uh, 15 blew the doors off of them. 18 blew the doors off of them. 19 more or less blew the doors off of them. And like, yeah, they they yeah. they execute really well. They don't make a ton of mistakes in this game, or at least they haven't recently. Right. Um, yeah, and I think I think part of that is is like Ryan Day. I think I think the one thing Ryan Day has done a pretty good job of is like being really really locked in on these big games, whether it's Michigan or, or it's Clemson in the playoff. Uh, maybe the Alabama game notwithstanding, because that was a disaster. But uh, other than that, I, th- I think he's done a pretty good job of of planning and and being sort of dialed in on on what it is the other team is is doing in these games but but it is interesting to me nick like this is especially on the defensive side like this is not 
Don Brown's Michigan defense anymore. Right? No, and, no, no. And, and Ryan Ryan Day uh, certainly had Don Brown's number. Yeah, right. What Jesus. is uh, got him fired? Is what he did. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He got the man. The man lost his job because yeah. of Ryan Day. What, he's a head coach now. What's guys. different? That's fine. With, that's true. He's, yeah, he's up right. on the up and up. He's better now. He's gonna. He's gonna uh, really benefit from that Massachusetts pipeline. <laughs> yeah, um, he created it. So. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Wolf. Wolf. Don Brown's jo- uh, new job at UMass be the downfall of Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> What's Nick? What is different about this defense under Mike McDonald than it was under Don Brown? Oh, I mean, it's you know, it's a lot actually. Um, way more than I thought was possible. They've actually like you know, I know you guys know this from Ohio State, like the way they were able to pull off switching all that stuff defensively in the middle of the year, which is crazy. You know, teams don't do that. I was sort of you know, hey, Mike McDonald's coming in in the in the winter there, and he's telling people how he's going to change all this stuff. We're gonna we're going to run everything in terms of zone, you know, and I'm sitting here thinking like they couldn't do anything last year in zone. They were horrible. They couldn't run any basic drop cover three, whatever. didn't matter. They were terrible at it. So my whole thing was like, you've got a long way to go to teach these guys how to even just drop into a zone because all Don Brown did with them was man coverage. It was bump and run the whole way. There's, you know, they did a little zone, but it wasn't much, but they did a really good job this year of for, you know, simplifying things, I think. And they do have, you know, multiple coverages they can play. They disguise things for quarterbacks before the snap better than most teams you'll see in the league. Um, and I think what they've done up front to get away from, you know, they have Ojabo and Hutchinson, who are freaky, of course. But inside, they don't really have the, you know, first round, second round talent like that. But they're, you know, they're doing the gap and a half stuff that you see from, mm-hmm. you know, Brand Staley and Fangio and those guys, which has helped out a ton. I mean, it's, they're better inside against the run than I thought they would be. Um, they are better schematically. Their their sideline has given them more help this year. I think you know it's not perfect, and they still have botches and busts. But yeah, they're they're su- McDonald has been so much smarter and versus you know they change. They've just done, when something's not working, they do something different, right? And yeah. that was the <laughs> we saw Don Brown was like, nope, hey, look, guys, <laughs> you gave up eighty on that first play, you better fix it on the second one because we're doing the same thing. Like that's what it was, right? So that has changed, and I think for Michigan that was such a big deal. Because the kids especially, you know, they come to the sideline after that and it's like, you just got your guts ripped out out there because it's like, hey, I can't cover him. Like, stop asking me to do it. And now, you know, they don't ask him to do it. They give him, you know, more help and things of this nature. So I think that's two things. They play harder and, you know, it's harder for the opposing quarterback to just immediately know what you're doing before the ball is snapped. And I think that, you know, they're not as talented as some of the Don Brown groups have been in terms of depth, but, you know, they're they're a smarter group, I think, overall than we've seen from Michigan in the last couple of years. Ryan Day uh, said said this week, <clears throat> said on Tuesday, um, and and you just mentioned there, you know, uh, Brandon Saley, Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. I think I think Michigan's playing probably a little more too high, right, than they were. Oh yeah, uh, Donovan yeah. Brown. R- Ryan Day said he, this defense looks to him more like an NFL scheme mm-hmm. and, and more than a college scheme, and he said that that Don Brown scheme was more college centric. Yes, do you agree with that? Hundred percent, because like Don Brown's whole thing, and I agreed with it. I agree with it in principle, and I think it's why he's going to go up to UMass and wreck some people up there. <laughs> people are going to be like, oh, God, what the hell? Because he's right, and when he says that, like, look, if you teach a team to do, a college team to do five different things defensively in pass coverage, they're going to be, like, okay at five different things. But if you teach them one thing, they're going to be amazing at it, right? And, like, that was his whole philosophy. Like, if we are 90, if we have the athletes and we're 90% man coverage, we are going to be the best man coverage outfit in the country. And they were for two and a half years, and then they were, were terrible immediately after that. So that's his thought. Mike McDonald's thought, I think, is more modern in that it's like, these are smart kids. We can teach them a couple different things at once. They can walk and chew gum. If we don't overload them and how we install, you know, we can sort of... It's similar to what Matt Barnes and, you know, Coombs have done up there, I think. Mm-hmm. You can... You can make changes on the fly with with smart kids, but you've got to you've got to be smart about it. It can't be you know you've got to do different things with with how you teach and how you install. And the youth on Michigan staff, man, I mean that's what it's been. It's McDonald's a thirty three year old future NFL defensive coordinator. That's what he is. And like so, Ryan Day's right. That's what their defense has been. It's been different and new and fresh, and they needed it badly. Yeah, I, I think that that's an interesting way of looking at it, but you'd think that the head coach or the coach would consider that they didn't have the talent at all times. You well, know, that's, that's why they were in the situation they <laughs> this were This is in. why this game is I mean, is kind of trended that way because yeah. you can't – it's arrogant. That was 18's biggest flaw, you know, and they did change, but it wasn't enough. It was too late. You know, that was my whole thing. I, we talked about this. 2018 was, the, was when the wheels fell off, when they truly were like, we think we can hang here. And it's like, what are you doing? And then after that, of course, I think they tried to change it, but it was too late. Yeah. So Landis and I were talking about this on the 
one of the nine pods we did this week yesterday. Um, <laughs> in years past, Michigan, you know, has had really solid teams coming into this game the way that they feel like they have this year. But for the most part, you could go down the list and you couldn't really find very many players on their team that would start on Ohio State. Yeah. This year, I think you can pick out a few that absolutely would. And I think you could make the case that their entire defensive line might be better, or at least comparable, uh, between Hutchinson and, and Ojabo. I mean, they, those yeah, the ends are the better. ends are really really the good, mm-hmm. which is crazy because Ohio yeah. State's end uh, Zach Harrison would have been like the biggest recruiting land in the history of Michigan football. Yeah. Hutchinson think. is Hutchinson's a Bosa man. Like you guys have seen him enough. Yeah, now. like it's the same thing. So yeah, if I they agree. like Michigan hasn't had a Bosa, I think that's a good way of putting it. No, he's he's it, and yeah. I'm wondering. Is this team? I don't know if I, I don't want to talk about the stars of it, but is this team mm-hmm. more athletically? Uh, is their athletic ceiling higher, or like what they're physically able to do from a talent standpoint, higher than some of the Michigan teams that have come in and played Ohio State in these yeah. situations in the last five six years? Um, I think that they are in some ways, and in some ways they're not. Like, I think it's weird. Like, the 2018, 2018 team that got its doors blown off was was as talented as this team. They just didn't. That was one that I couldn't promise you they were going to go the whole way without quitting. You know, Donovan Peoples-Jones is on that team. Nico Collins is on that team. Tariq Black was hurt. But they had guys on that team that could play. Um, so it wasn't like they didn't have guys. But they were a disjointed team. And it wasn't just those guys' fault. They had all kinds of things going on. And they were a mess. This group... I think it's not as deep as the 2016 team. I think it's probably comparable to 2018 in terms of, like I said earlier, they've got enough guys that can make plays. Like Andrew Anthony can make plays in this game. Henning can make plays in this game. Donovan Edwards, you know, I already know who he is. He can make Corum. Those guys, if they're healthy, you know, they can make plays. They're good enough to, to play in this game. And defensively, I don't think it's the whole defensive line, but Hutchinson, Ojabo are good enough to sort of wreck the game. So that's what I look at it as, yes. They have enough guys, if they play it, if everybody else plays it exactly how you're supposed to play it, perfect, don't make mistakes, don't give them anything, and you can control the game. You have enough guys to wreck the game. That's what I think this is for Michigan. They have enough guys to where if they play perfect and Ohio State screws up just enough, that they have enough guys to wreck it. Because a lot of teams get there, right? They get right to the edge. I play Ohio State perfect. We punched them in the mouth. We did all the things. They screwed up. Here's our opportunity, and we still don't have enough. Like, Michigan, I think, would could could get to that point and then have enough to do it, but it's like I don't know if you can get to that point. So that's the trick. Hey, Landis, did you know that Andrew Anthony's from East Lansing? I, I had heard that a time or two. Yeah, <laughs> as I was watching uh, him just moss everybody on Michigan State's roster. Yeah. <laughs> I had a pro scout. I had a pro scout ask me in the press box after he caught that, caught that first one. Who was like, "Who the hell was that?" And I was like, "He's from East Lansing." He goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> He's like, "Mel Tucker is gonna like, what the hell." Yeah. Why why does he uh why does he only have nine catches this year? Because that was the first game he like played in was the Michigan okay. State game. It's like what are yeah I mean it's the same stuff that like Ari always yells and screams about. Those things have happened some this year, but they haven't happened. You know what I mean? Like this would be in previous years we'd be like Andrew Anthony hasn't played at all, and here we are in week twelve. Where is this guy? Like you would have gone through the whole year and never seen him. <laughs> like I think it's like. They've made baby steps this year, you know, in like little areas. I mean, in the so, Michigan yeah, games that I've watched. It's a great question. Why does he not have 100 targets? I don't he know. He seems know. to be the most explosive offensive playmaker. Absolutely. So, yeah, like, right. it's kind of like doesn't make any sense. That one, I, re- I agree with you. The McCarthy, I think. Okay, uh, so can I we just get into that real quick, Landis? So... No, because I want to ask more stuff about this game. Okay. I don't want to... Then you guys... But this, is a, this, is, this is about this game, Landis, I promise. It is about this game. I have one more question. I have one more question about Michigan's defense, and we'll flip it, and we can talk about that. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I think some of the stuff, Nick, is is interesting mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, Hutchinson getting some pressure, Ojabo getting some pressure, McDonald yeah. like kind of mixing those looks pre and post snap, and and I think there's some stuff there that could perhaps slow down Ohio State's yeah, passing game, yeah. perhaps. But on the flip side of that, I think to myself, well, if they're going to do that and they're <laughs> going to play with a too high shell and they've got mm-hmm. their defensive tackles like working a gap and a half. Travion Henderson is going to rush for 250 yards. Like, right. I'm, I'm, is that is that on the table here? Like, what's how's Michigan defended the run this year, and and what's your level of concern? I guess that that Trevion Henderson is going to have that kind of day. They defended Walker pretty well, um, but he Walkered them five or six times, and it was you know one of these things where you know they had him squared away and he got out, and so that's why I go back to the beginning where it's like they're going to give up points in this game. And honestly, if I were Michigan and I'm going into this game, I would rather have Travion Henderson rush for 250 yards on me on six yards a pop than give up 80 yards a touch to uh, Garrett Wilson or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that that's the 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 great question. It's the greatest question for Michigan in this game because, you know, they've talked so much about that 9-on-7 drill. You know, they renamed it. Mike Hart came in in the spring and was like, we're calling it the Ohio drill now and all this. And you know, Landis, like the nine on seven drill is like the hardest drill in football. No one hides. It's inside running. Like yeah. you have to be like, and this, that's the reason why Michigan loses this game every single time. It's because when it gets like any tight or close, or it's like, hey, we're, you're still in it. The thing they can never do is stop that like midline zone and anything inside. When Ohio State, when everything else sort of like hitches or they don't have anything exactly how they want it, they're like, well, screw it. Let's just. <laughs> Go inside zone here for 14 yards and then just keep, like, churning the ball down the field. We've all seen it every year. But what they've been able to do on top of that is have that vertical pass to it. I would rather, if you're if you're so worried about not getting beat over the top deep and you're going to give up yards inside and tell yourself you're going to tighten up in the red zone, that's that's how I would live. I'd rather live like that than, than get run up and down the field in single high safety. That's absolutely the case. But to your point, you can't play any zone against them because... Those guys run those seams into the middle of the field, those like deep, the deep intermediate, and it's like you can't cover them at that point. You know, they get to the yeah. top of the route and they wiggle, and you're just like, you can't do anything. You can't ask your defensive back to cover these guys anymore, and Stroud's so good. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one for them, but uh, I think you got to hope they screw it up a little bit. Do it. Am I able to proceed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I just wanted to get that in there before yeah, you yeah, guys no. talk for JJ McCarthy for the next thing. No, I'm not going to talk about JJ McCarthy for 30 minutes. I'm just curious. So I want to give a little backstory. No, it's going to be three and a half hours. No, just a little backstory. I don't know. I think, was it the opener, Nick? But uh, yeah, what's the opener? Yeah. The, the opener. This season, the season the opener. Open. Yeah, JJ McCarthy came in at some point. I can't remember. Was just, yeah, he threw the, he did the thing where he like pirouetted and. Threw a touchdown. He threw a like, touchdown uh, pass that looked like John Elway's. Like it was amazing. I, I've never yeah. seen anything like it before. And it was kind of like one of these things where it's just like he might be flawed. He might be a freshman. He might not know his ass from his. He might be a freshman. No, I'm just saying. He, he, he might not know his ass from his yeah. elbow. But right. that is the type. If you're able to do that physically, mm-hmm. then you take the bad with the good at the beginning of the year. You beat all the teams that Michigan beat, maybe not by as much, or you might have had some turnovers. But by the time you get to this game, I know, and you think it's funny, but by the time you get to this game, if he were to develop and have that it factor, that because Michigan hasn't yeah. had a quarterback like that in this game once in this entire. I agree. So, 100%. like, the reason why I, I said that, and maybe I was wrong now because Michigan's a top five team. They're 10 and 1, and they're yeah. a six point dog in this game. So it worked out the way that you said it would. But I wonder, is Cade McNamara the dude? Like Now, this is a question for going forward. This is a question for now it's a question. I think when you get into the offseason, it's a question. But at that time, it wasn't because all the things I told you. I You said earlier, like, 
you take the good with the bad and you just get through it. There was no promise this team was going to do that. Like, that's the difference. And that's what I was telling you that day when we talked. Like, the stuff going on internally at Michigan this year, beyond the quarterback, like, it was such an uphill climb for Harbaugh and this staff to get these guys back on the boat. I'm telling you both. They they would have lost, if he didn't make the changes he made this offseason, they would have lost half the roster or more. It was that bad when last year ended in terms of toxicity around the program. Bad, bad. Like, I did not think there was any way this was possible. So, 10-1, and one, I'm talking about. I thought this was going to be a disaster of a year. Like, bottom line, straight up. Like, there was no way they were going to be able to do all this. They were, they, they were a team that didn't like each other last year, right? They had so many things they had to fix. And so when they got to the start of this year, it was like, I understood all the things you're saying there. But I don't think it would have been a gimme on all things considered. Like if you would have taken a kid like McNamara, who all the kids respected and was a big part of the reason why they were able to sort of gather themselves and said, you're benched because I'm worried about losing my job. You wouldn't have made it. I think so. I think that that's the difference is they don't have the talent around McCarthy to buoy him in those moments. He would have had to been the guy that got them the wins. You know what I mean? Like he would have, had to have been the guy that closed those games out. If you say take the good with the bad, that's the situation he was in. This was a very they had no margins this year. They had to do everything about perfect. And so next year, that is a deeper conversation, I think, because you know, are you topping out with Kate McNamara? And Kate McNamara's best trait is something that McCarthy didn't have this year that maybe he gets next year, which was you know, he doesn't ever take sacks. He doesn't turn the ball over. You know, he feels the pressure, really, the pocket pressure really well. He gets out of there, and their offense is able to function because of that. Like because he's very good at the small little stuff. McCarthy is not there yet. So, but if he gets there, he's better at everything else. So, like he'd be the better quarterback, I, and that's the conversation. The thing that the point I would have made if I wrote that column two and a half months ago would be: Michigan can beat just about anybody or everybody on their schedule with McNamara. But they get to this week. We didn't know that, I would argue at the time. No, but I said McNamara. Yeah, I know. But at the time, I don't even know. Which makes my point even more, I think. I mean, fair enough. But, like, you know, that's, yeah. When you get to this game, you need a transcendent playmaker to neutralize. Because Atlantis, I think you can attest to this, whenever we've seen Ohio State struggle with teams, most of the time it's because they're quarterback. Like, even, like, Trace McSorley, those types of guys, like guys that can make plays. And I'm not saying NFL guys, but but really, really good college quarterbacks or guys that could lift a team. And if Cade McNamara, and maybe this isn't him, and I'm, I will, I'd like to know what your yeah. thought of is, is the even Steven, I'm not going to turn the ball over game manager who never takes a sack and isn't somebody who can get out there and make a freaking play, then they might have a real problem. And like it might, be, yeah, it, it might come that, to the surface in a way that it hasn't I come think, yet so far. But I think that that's not something that's like breaking news to anyone. I think they know that. I don't think they have. But a like, choice. doesn't Michigan want to come into this saying. game and feel like they <laughs> yes, they have a chance? Right. Like, of course. But like, they're you can't just throw people who aren't ready into situations. Maybe maybe they will play McCarthy more in this game. He's played all year. He's played in pockets yeah. all season when they've been able to trust him. They tried to play him a bunch in the Michigan State game, and he ended up costing the game. Did yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, and I felt like yeah, an he asshole. Fumbled the fourth, yeah. He fumbled the fourth <laughs> quarter, and he cost them the game. And McNamara threw for four. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I'm, so, I'm not saying. I'm I not mean, saying that you're. I'm now, actually waving the, the white flag here, Nick. I mean, like, <laughs> no, no, you're not though, because here's the difference: Michigan State's defense and Ohio State's defense are completely different. And to your point, throwing for 400 yards against Michigan State's defense and throwing for 400 yeah, yards against Ohio State's defense are different things. So you do need a guy that has more juice in him, and I think that. I would argue that I understand your point. I understood it then, but I think the way they've their plan was clearly this year was we have to force this kid in because he wasn't ready in spring. Wasn't even close. That's all I heard all spring. This kid is lost. He's not ready. It's going to be a nightmare. If we put him in the game, he will turn the ball over six times. He might get us two touchdowns, but we can't play like that. That was the mm-hmm. coming out of spring. So it was like if we can get him ready to do something for us by the middle of the season, he can help us beat Michigan State. He can help us beat Ohio State. This is why he's playing. He can help us beat. Yeah. But, you know, and they put him in that Michigan State game with the plan of, like, hey, where he's going to help. He's going to make. And he threw a touchdown to Anthony there in the second quarter. And then he comes in and turns the ball over with the game on the line. Like, that's the life you live with a freshman. And I think he's just. He's close, but I don't think he's there. I think the reason that we were. It's a weird balance that you have to walk. And I think it's unique and interesting. We don't see a lot of this, the two quarterbacks playing. We don't see a lot of what Ryan Day did this year with. 
you know, they sat Stroud down during that game. What game was that? Like Akron or something? They didn't Akron. play him. Yeah. And I think that probably helped him a ton. I don't know if he was hurt, but like, you know, you watch the first couple games for Stroud this year, and he's a young quarterback. There were games, the the Oregon game, he's missing throws that he doesn't miss anymore, right? He was overshooting things. He was pressing. They sat him down. Who cares what it looks like to the outside? And I think it helped him. And I think that when you have when you have coaches that are able to sort of be secure enough in themselves to make decisions like that with their quarterbacks that are the, the right decision, not the save-my-ass decision or whatever <laughs> in the moment, and it pays off, I think it helps your team so much. And I think it, 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 it you earn so much more respect from your guys yeah. you know, when you're taking care of your quarterbacks like that. And I think that everybody sees I, that. I do think that the uh, the miscommunication, I guess, is that like I go to the opening, like I cover this recruiting stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, these I guys, knew he was good. These guys are usually much more ready to play sooner than it, – it usually isn't this guy's – He's going to yeah. turn the ball over six times. Freshman quarterbacks playing in five years will be the norm in every in, in most scenarios. Yeah. Um, well, at least by their second year, I would argue for sure. And that already is. The norm. But the one thing yeah. I do fear yeah. for Michigan is that if they lose by twenty five again, mm-hmm. that it'll all just feel ordinary. Because what you're saying is pretty an extraordinary. Of course team. it will. No, but I'm saying I'm saying <laughs> what you just said though, right, Landis? It seems like a pretty extraordinary turnaround. You said he was going to lose half the roster, you know, the team you thought was going to be a disaster, and to go ten and one and to be one win away from the college or two wins away from the college football playoff is an extraordinary story. And I sometimes fret a little bit because how many times has Michigan gotten to this this situation and then realized, well, this was an ordinary season after all, you know? And I well, it's an ordinary season in Ohio State size. It's not an ordinary season in your eyes. Like you, you view Michigan through an Ohio State lens. You don't think they're that not, you don't think that Michigan would be. I do. I think they're frustrated if they can't win the game, but they're not going to sit here and say that a ten and two season where they go to the Rose Bowl because they're going to go to the Rose Bowl if they don't. Lose that would by be such horseshit. <laughs> if they don't lose by hundred, well, they are. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. So a ten and two season where they go to the Rose Bowl and they're going to say we sucked ass this year. This was bullshit. No, they're not going to do that. Like they've been, they've been down the road where they went all in on their chips and they came up bust, and now they're trying to figure out how to recover. That's what this is. They went bust. Harbaugh was not Urban Meyer. We've been down that road. He did not give them all the things they thought they were going to get from him, and they took his salary and they cut it in half, and they said, "Now you're a normal <laughs> coach in the middle of the Big Ten East. Go figure it out." That's who Jim Harbaugh is now. The guy who makes all the money, who needs to live up to the expectations, is now James Franklin and Mel Tucker. Go ask those guys why they can't sign top two classes every year and beat Ohio State. It's a different conversation. Ohio State has changed everyone's math. What you just they said. They distanced themselves so far out in front of everyone that if you're not, it's not the this like easy thing to just jump in there and compete with these guys. When, it's They have such a head start on everyone. What you just said is fault. the reason why this isn't a rivalry anymore. It hasn't been a rivalry for twenty years. I'm not making it. This no, I know. It's just it's it's, it's it's it is. It's, not, it's sad. It is sad. I agree with yeah. you. What you just said is just like case. okay. I mean, what am I supposed to Michigan, say? Michigan, Michigan has had too many starts and stops that didn't you know over the years, and Ohio State hasn't, and it's they just haven't been able to. They're not ready yet. I guess is what I would say. This is what I would. This say. is a six point spread in a playoff game. Ari, <laughs> we we have this conversation every year, and it's a different conversation. And it's like you, it's a six point spread in a playoff game in college football. It's not a sport that's apples apples. The top five teams and the teams from five to ten are not the same. Cincinnati and Alabama are not the same. I know. And oh, that, thank you. <laughs> that that difference that difference works between the top of the Big Ten and the number two team in the Big Ten. That's reality. And it's been reality for seven years, six years, yeah. whatever, the last couple anyway. So I think that that's something that, that just has to be taken into account. You saw Penn State give Franklin 10 years yesterday. How many times does he beat Ohio State? Once? Yeah. Once. He might beat him one more time in the next 10 years, and I bet they're okay with it. Because they're just like, we're probably going to be pretty good otherwise. But Michigan if, isn't Penn if State. All we're doing, sorry, if all we're doing here. is... I don't, I don't want to take over, but Michigan is not Penn State. Michigan should be held I don't to a know higher what to standard. Tell you. Well, they're why? not. <laughs> why? Just historically, yeah. Speaking. Why? Based on what? They don't have any more national titles. I mean, they have more Big Ten titles because they've been in the Big Ten longer, but they don't have any more I mean, national titles. Maybe, t- maybe what's, what's more. happened here, and I guess as we talk about rivalry, Ohio State has happened. They've no, become something that we've never seen before. But what's happened here is that 
Michigan's happened the, too. They the Michigan I mean, Ohio wrong. State rivalry, the HBO special, you know, the traditions, the, yeah, the, the HBO eight special week. broke you, Ari. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I know, but special that's what from the, 15 years I know, ago. I understand that's what the game used to be. And I understand that Ohio yeah. State went under some sort of renaissance under Urban Meyer that kind of left everybody in and, the dust. Yeah. I, I understand everything that you're saying. I think maybe my thought process toward the game is a longing for the old days. Maybe I'm like of one course, of these old that. dudes that can't get with the times. But like, I just, want, like it bothers me that Michigan accepts this, this as their fate. It like, well, I don't think they accept it, but like they don't know what to do about it. It's just like, I think that you scratch and claw and do everything you possibly can, whether it means firing, spending money. Like Michigan didn't need to save the four million dollars a year on Harbaugh's contract. It's a bargain. Who did you? Well, who would you have hired this year? Anybody to give me a fucking shot? <laughs> Literally, who would that have been? And if he, okay. and if the person that you I hire, think that you've, I think we've arrived at the problem. No, I know, but the person that you hire, <laughs> if he sucks, then you do it again, and you do it again, and you do it again until you find. Somebody. I don't think that's, but I don't think, I don't think that's how you do it. I think Ohio State would be like, yeah, man, keep firing people. You, every time you do that, Ari, especially nowadays with the portal, you're, what's how many t- Florida can keep firing that coach? Every one of those five stars you love so much is going to go right in that portal and go right on down to Tallahassee or whatever the hell out of there. It doesn't matter that- if you sign them in recruiting. If you fire people every two years, you're never going to have a good team. You will never have a program. Ever. <sighs> and you know that. You can't fire people Nobody- in this sport yeah, every two yeah, years. Yeah, I know. You can't afford it either. Okay, so- Jimmy Sexton will have your ass. So it's hopeless. He will own all your so, houses. So Michi- it's not Michigan hopeless. being on Ohio State's level and beating them is hopeless. That's what I'm hearing. It's not. On that level, yeah, no, that's not happening. I don't think football is going to be. Is Michigan going to be a perennial for ten years top two team in college football in this landscape? No, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. I mean, if you're asking me if they're going to be like Alabama, I don't think they're going to be like Alabama. If they would have already, and obviously they're not interested in doing that. I think that that's the answer. That's what this year has really got. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, the last year and a half for me, <clears throat> because I was in the same spot for a long time that you were, where it's just like, what are you doing? I don't understand what you're doing. And then you get further down the road and you look inside of this and you're like, this is not an easy, this is an easier said than done proposition here. And it's not that people aren't necessarily trying, but I mean like football inside the University of Ohio State and football inside the University of Michigan, they're about, I mean, they're not looked at the same. They just aren't. It's more of a priority at Ohio State than it is at Michigan. It's a priority at Michigan, a great priority. It's not as high. And that's all I can tell you. And I don't think it ever will be, you know, I mean, just... I don't. I don't think it will ever will. I think at Ohio State, it's especially high. I think we would all agree with that, right? Good or bad. I mean, I'm not... You do what you want to do. It's your own school. And Michigan, good or bad, you know, whatever. But I think that is kind of the thing that's hard for us to sort of, like, explain or see, you know? Where it's like... It's those decisions inside, probably, that... Where Ohio State needs something, they don't blink. You know, it's not, you know, hey, we need this. Get it. That's not how it goes in Michigan. It's like, well, Why? Well, I, you know, I need you to explain it to me for an hour and a half, right? Like, that's how <laughs> that's how Michigan is. It's an academic, you know, like, there are nerds there, you know, those type of things, right? Like, with the calculators. And not to make that the as, like, a grand excuse to everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Not to make that as the grand excuse to everything, because to Ari's point, it should be better than this. Like, you should be able to have a situation where you were in the 90s there, where you, where you get a team that's got the you-know-what to go in there and screw with Ohio State and ruin their year. Like, I think that that's what you're looking for. But even in the heyday, Ari, Michigan Michigan was not on Ohio State's level. They were not winning 10 games every single year in the 90s. They were like the 8-4 and team who would come up and steal it from them. In the 70s, this was different, but that was 50 years ago. So, Yeah, everyone on both rosters was from Ohio back then. Yeah, it's just a different world. I mean... We'll see. We'll see. Maybe one day. It just breaks my heart that the greatest, I know one of the greatest rivalries in college football, one of the sides has just accepted. <laughs> has quit. Has I'm not saying it's quit, but it's, <laughs> like, I think losing to Ohio State is okay. But isn't that the beauty of the rivalry, Aria, that you get up and you keep trying and they keep playing this damn game? No, the beauty of the rivalry sport, is waking up in the morning and not knowing who's going to win every year. That's the... In any other sport, they would have been like, we're not playing this game anymore, you sons of bitches. Like, we're canceling the yeah. series. Landis, <laughs> Landis can, game, I just ask, can, can I ask right? one question and then I'll let you ride? I'm sorry. I know I kind of hijacked this. Because this is what. No, it's okay. I've been, I've been making a sandwich. This is, uh, this is what happens when Nick and I are in the same, same. So the one thing I will say is, and we talked about this on our last episode, Bill, 
they just, like you mentioned, extended James Franklin for 10 freaking years <laughs> and gave him a Crazy. billion dollars. And Not as much as Mel, though. Is that, does that, for, did that happen or is that a rumor? <laughs> it's a rumor. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. like, I think that they're trying to pay, they're trying to compete for him. So they, they have the money is, is the idea. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. Um, I don't think it's happened yet, no. But James Franklin has inexplicably been able to tailor his roster or mm-hmm. prepare for the Ohio State game in a way where that game is ugly. It's the exact type of yes. game that Michigan, you're describing, yes. that Michigan needs to create right. in order to win. They've actually beaten Ohio State on the way to the Big Ten Championship. Right. They've lost to Ohio State by one, two other times. And, and been in it every time, pretty much. Yeah, they've yeah. been in the game. 90% of the time to the Most point where the Ohio State just never covers the spread. And I'm wondering, Penn State is is facing the same type of limitations as Michigan is from a talent standpoint. Yeah. They're in the same position. Maybe it's, is it just that Ohio State prepares for the Michigan game all year and view it differently? Like, what can Michigan do to, to, to do what Penn State does to Ohio State? Yeah, I think there's two parts. That's probably a factor, but... Um... I mean, it is a factor. I mean, they put yes, they prepare for the Michigan game differently than they do every other game. That's obviously, like Bill said at the very beginning of the show, they don't screw up in this game. Like, that's the thing that gets understated here that never gets talked about. You know, Michigan chokes every time in this game, and everybody fixates on that, and rightly so. But, like, Ohio State's ability to bring that level of mental focus every single time when it's like, you don't want to be the team that blows this. You don't want to be the losers who screw this up. Uh, I would argue that's a greater pressure than the team who has to break it on the other side. And I think that that's something that shows up in this game that is incredibly impressive to me, the most impressive thing, really. But to your point, Ari, I think that's a factor. But I think Penn State coaches the game better. I think Penn State goes into that game with a similar roster to Michigan because, as you know, they recruit similar uh, players usually. Um, They go into the game with a similar roster in that they have a handful of players who can hang in this game, like you said, guys that can start on their side. But they know they don't have a whole team that can. So they don't try to just stack up to them one-on-one and just try to beat them one-on-one the whole game. I think they manage the game better. I think they go into the game knowing, kind of like D'Antonio used to do it, and Mel Tucker we thought maybe would, you know, go into the game and sort of manage it and just be like, we're not, we're going to go into a shell. We're going to try to be careful. We're, we're, gonna, we're not going to do stupid stuff. We're going to play this game and respect your talent and not act like we're, <laughs> we're as good as you in every spot because we're not. And I think Harbaugh... Used to do that. You know that. We just talked about that. He used to do that. He used to come into this game and be like, we're as good as they are. No, you're not. Like, you're not as good as they are. You're going to get your ass kicked if you come into this game thinking you're as good as they are. I think Penn State has routinely coached better in this game. It's been less like, you know, mano a mano and I'm just going to kick your ass and more like we're going to have to find a way to win this game because we're not as good as you. And I think I would like to see Michigan coach a game like that, to be honest, for the first time in this series in a long, long time. Because if you go in here... Talking, you know, listening to guys from 1975 all day long, like Ari here, tell you about how you need to go in there and punch <laughs> them in the mouth with your five stars. You're not going to win. Like yeah, you're going to lose. I guess I should not play so the you, rivalry HBO special in the in the. In you the got, <laughs> you're yeah. you're going to leave this podcast and go turn it on before before your kid goes to bed, right? The, the HBO. Special. Actually, I watched it last yeah, no, night I think, as I fell asleep yeah, to, to program it. <laughs> I actually haven't seen that thing in, in five seven yeah, years, I but like, I, I do think. Yeah. yeah. All right, Bill, your turn. I. I Oh, hi, Jack. Uh, yeah, I don't even. I, I guess I'll, I'll be backtracking a little bit. I did. I did want to get into some of that big picture stuff. So I'm glad you guys did. Yeah. That. I guess to go back to one point of that, which I think you both made in the course of, of that back and forth. Um, there is. There's a, always a sense to this, or at least there has been the last few years, where we're like we're like trying to will this to be a close game when there are mil- <laughs> when there are a million reasons it won't be. Yeah. Um, but I, I do look at this matchup, Nick, and, and, and see some stuff, and I think, well, I don't know. Yeah, that that right. could work in Michigan's favor. And, and some of that's on defense, some of the stuff we talked about. Hutchinson is at the top of that list. Like, if he can wreck a game, then, then, then this becomes something, I think. But yeah. on the other side of that, I like Donovan Edwards coming on as a guy catching passes out of the backfield. Blake Corum does the same thing. The way they use Eric All, like, if there is a vulnerability right. in this Ohio State defense, it is safeties and linebackers trying to cover, like, anything. Yes. How – how um, well set up, I guess, is Michigan to try to exploit some of that stuff with their offense? Well, that's why that's where I always come back to. It's just, I'm glad you brought that up because that's really where, for Michigan, I think that's their best hope, you know, or their best advantage is to find ways to get 
you know, Edwards and Corum on the field at the same time, uh, Henning and Corum on the field at the same time, you know, guys like that, and make Ohio State, and they're not playing a ton of man or whatever, but make them get in situations where, yeah, like they've got a, you're going to have to run a linebacker at Corum here or whatever on a route in space, and he's going to have to cover him, you know, and can you do that? Like, those are things, and you're going to have to execute, because I don't think you're going to be able to chunk them for 45, 50 yards or whatever, but I think you can keep drives going that way, you know, I think you can keep the ball moving by taking those spots, like you said, in the middle of the field. McNamara's gotten a lot better at waiting in the pocket a beat longer for something to come open over the middle of the field. He's not afraid to throw the ball in the middle of the field. Michigan State quarterbacks that are, like, you know, I'm not going to go and name names. You all know them. <laughs> like, I mean, so <laughs> it's a difference in that sense, I think. And like you said, Eric All, they've done really good stuff with their tight end. Uh, Schoonmaker, too, the delay series and things they do over the middle. So I think that that's kind of their best hope is to work any sort of mismatch you can over the middle and then see if you can find a handful of spots in the game where you've got somebody against Andrew Anthony, a safety, whatever, one-on-one, or somebody inside and take a chance. I mean, that's kind of what you got to do here. But, yeah, I think that's a that's their best hope is to get those guys out of the backfield against those linebackers and safeties and see if they can make some plays, I think. Um, and I'm curious about this. Like, we're, I think we're all going to give a pick here in, in a little bit. But, you know, you, you cover Michigan State as well. Yeah. And- Obviously, Michigan and Michigan State played, and Michigan State won. But I think there's a pretty prevailing thought that Michigan is a better team than Michigan State, regardless yeah. of the of the result of that game. But like, how I don't know how similar are they? Because very similar. Last week, like I thought, on all my time covering Ohio State, uh, maybe since the 2014 season when they won the national title, like I thought mm-hmm. their their best sort of like dialed in performance was when they beat Clemson last year in the Sugar Bowl, but. Beyond the, the second one, I might say it was last week. Like I thought, there's nothing that outdoes the the 14 Wisconsin game, right? I said, yeah, I said aside from that. Oh, sorry. Um, the uh, they were like, <laughs> well, I mean, I did. I said it. Sit down, Ari. <laughs> this is my time. This, this is my time now. Of course, of course, it's not the same as the national championship. Yeah. I said it, even though it was, no, no, it was I understood. meant the 14 Wisconsin game was the. And the Big Ten that championship was the most thorough domination yeah. I saw in ten years on the beat. Was that Bielema? Yeah, yeah that was pretty good. Anyway, yeah. go ahead, Bill. Yeah, Sorry. they that they destroyed that team. Um, the way that Ohio State was ahead, like two or three or four or five steps ahead of Michigan State, I think on both sides of the ball. Yeah, yeah. And that game was like un, unlike most games I think I've covered at, at Ohio State. They just like they had they had yeah. the defense pinned. Like they knew that they knew their rotations. Like they attacked it perfectly the entire game. And then Ohio State's defense, I thought, like kind of just like sniffed out everything Michigan State was trying to do to get back into that game. Um, and it just felt like easy and and well scouted. Obviously, is is Michigan like as easy to prepare for? And maybe that's the wrong way to put it. But like I, I'm just like the way the way that Michigan right, State would saying. be hopeful to attack them, and the way that Michigan State would be hopeful to attack Ohio State. How similar is that? And and did the fact that Ohio State just like ripped that apart immediately right. against Michigan State They're, give you yeah? Here? They're similar teams in that like the way they want to get at you in some ways is on offense. They'll run similar stuff, but the difference there is Michigan has more. You know, like mm-hmm. so Michigan's harder to prepare for in that. They have more of everything. Like, they don't have Kenneth Walker. Walker is a special talent, and I think he's deserving of all the credit and accolades he's gotten this year. He's a really, really good one-on-one player. But they have Corum, who's, like, (laughs) just good enough, right, in that situation. And they have guys like that that can make plays. So I think that it's a great point in that they do a lot of things where they have to have drives. They have to go the long way. They can't, you know, they're not going to be able to get you in 10 seconds necessarily every snap or every play. So they're similar a lot of ways in that way. But the difference, I guess, in the way that people have looked at that and say that they think Michigan's a better team than Michigan State is that they're just they have more depth and they have more guys that can hurt you, I think. That like Michigan State went into that game, they didn't have Naylor, they didn't have um their left tackle, and like those are guys they can't they just can't replace them. Like they don't have enough. Michigan State has like three guys on their team <laughs> that can play in this game, like realistically, and then a bunch of guys that were gonna have to play like pretty close to perfect for it to work. Michigan has, like, 15 guys that can play in this game. And then a bunch of guys who are going to have to play close to perfect. I think that's the difference. Maybe Michigan State has more than three, but that's kind of how I look at it. Like, I think Michigan has more guys that can hurt you that you have to worry about than... than and I would also argue that Michigan State didn't, you know... I I think that there were problems in that game. Like, they, they came into that game and they didn't have anything different. They mm-hmm. were running cover three stuff that we've seen all year. There was nothing in that game that was surprising. And it was like, are you really going to come in here and act like 
<laughs> you don't have to have anything different to beat Ohio State. Of course you're down 49 nothing. Like, there was things that we saw in that game that are separate for Michigan State that Mel Tucker has to fix. Because it felt a little bit like <clears throat> the start of the 2018 game for Michigan-Ohio State when I was at, you know, at that one when clearly Michigan's plan was horrible and it was uh, revealed to them in the first five minutes and they were like, oh, shit, what do we do? <laughs> and that's what Michigan State, that's what I felt like happened to Michigan State in this one too. Where it was like, your plan sucked, guys, and you had no counter after the first, like, 30 seconds. And it was like, well, this is going to be a long day, and it was. So, yeah. Is this is this Michigan's because I feel, I would say I feel like you know co- come, not coming in with anything different or some kind of curveball to try to throw up. Yeah, I, right. I, I would say I would say Michigan's coming to this game that same way, and that's part. I think that's been part of the the, the yeah. failures here. They, they, they might, yeah, right. Is this is this staff in your mind from what you've seen this year like less likely to do that? Like, are they going to come into this game with something for Ohio State that they haven't seen yet? Uh, I don't think I don't maybe yeah you know maybe. Um, but I, I think they're going to be themselves. I think they're going to be... I think that's where I've landed on Harbaugh after all these years of, you know, being like, he's hired this coordinator, he's hired this coach, he's brought this guy in, this guy's going to influence that, this guy's going to change this, and then you you look back at the end of the year and you're like, no, no, they pretty much just ran the same thing. You know, they did they they lined up different. It's the, you know, they, they, made, they dressed it different, but it's the same stuff, and they play the game the same way, and... I mean, they could have some wrinkles, you know, yeah. I mean, I think that what Harbaugh does in these games is, I think this is this could be a game where if they, they're feeling good about McCarthy, you could see a lot more of him. If they're feeling good about Edwards, you could see a lot more of him than we've normally seen. You could see more of guys that are really good that we haven't seen them cut the ropes out of yet. But in terms of, like, schemes that we've never seen, maybe a few, but not anything drastic. I think they're going to be themselves. That's what they do. And <sighs> good luck. I guess that's the yeah. that's the message every time. I just wasn't sure because uh, I'm I'm reminded of 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 March 2020, like right after spring ball shut down. Josh Gad is tweeting out that he had the blueprint. I didn't know he had the blueprint. blueprint. <laughs> the blueprint is still available. I think that blueprint's probably changed because their yeah. staff isn't even the same as it was. Oh that's my right. god, the blueprint. That's right. Yeah, he deleted that tweet, by the way. Is that blueprint? Is that blueprint in a? <laughs> is, is, that, is that blueprint enshrined in the College Football Hall of Fame somewhere? In like a, yeah, uh, last yeah, case. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, right. uh, Josh Goddess has his blueprint, and, and and Ryan Day has vowed to hang a hundred on. That's Michigan. true. We've got a lot so, going on here. They haven't played in two years. That's the other part of it here too. So yeah, it's kind of. I, did, I didn't realize this. Uh, it was like it was somebody asked a question about it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two guys on Ohio State's roster who have started a game against Michigan. It's, yeah. right. Uh, well, I know Thayer one Munford. of them is Olave, probably. Yeah, right? Chris Olave and Thayer <laughs> yeah. Olave's been there for 107 years. Is Olave coming back next year? Does he have eligibility? He's got to have the Nick, COVID Nick, I will year, tell right? you this. and He does have the COVID year. Yeah, he wanted COVID to. Year. Olave, I have no legend. idea why Chris so Olave is on Ohio State's roster right now. <laughs> he is like... Chris Olave is like a seven-year NFL veteran playing wide receiver at Ohio State. Although he's not as good as uh, Jackson. My God, these guys are insane. There's people at Michigan that think these three are better than Alabama's best three when they had Ruggs, uh, Waddle, and, you know, uh, Judy. Yeah. yeah, like they're super impressed, which may be. Yeah, I don't know. They're really good. Yeah, Crazy I, mean, I think good. both will be first-round draft picks this year, and then Jackson maybe <sighs> one. I mean, you yeah. may, they all. Oh, Jackson might be the best one. I mean, I, I would think. Uh, my God, what an athlete. Yeah. And then yeah, not a, not a single one of them was a finalist for Blitnikoff. <laughs> well, I mean, they all should, they should be three finalists. Them like they should be the three. Well, I saw uh, forget about Adam Rittenberg from you. Well, I like Adam, David uh, Bell too from Purdue. Don't don't hate yeah. on him. He's a good player. Adam Rittenberg from ESPN said they should just give the Blitnikoff the Brian Hart line, which like I know yeah, that's fine. That. That's fine. It's like last year I thought they should have given the Heisman to Alabama's offensive line. Just give it to them. Here's here's yeah, how I, I put it though. Uh, the real Bolitnikoff Award is going to be handed out in April. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have it's going to have a bunch of zeros attached to it for uh, whoever. whoever hey, uh, the, hey, Nick. Graduate. So something, yeah. something. I don't know if this was just me misreading the situation, but I, I saw the quote from Jim Harbaugh talking about the marbles. You know, from last all the marbles, all the marbles yeah. last week. And that just struck me as something that he might not have said in the past. And, and correct me he, if I'm no, wrong. No, he did. He, he has. He says okay. it every year. I didn't. I just time. didn't know, like, if there was a certain aura in, in Michigan or there, there's a difference. If there's a different like acknowledgement of what this game is. So yeah, a different preparation because we did talk in the past that they don't prep the right way. No, yeah, no, and I'm glad you brought that up before we wrapped up here because they have changed it and um, Harbaugh. 
You know, he said the all the marbles thing before, and then he repeats himself a lot. But like, so it's different <laughs> this year. Yeah, right. Everyone does. But it's different this year, and it and it is. And he was told. I mean, this is a this is what I'm, I'm getting at. Like Austin, and I wrote a story on this in August. But you know, in January, February, after last year ended, and it was a disaster, and they went through the contract thing, and that was not good either. And then they got through the other side, and it was like, you know, you had people that care about Michigan football on a pretty deep level that had spent previous six years letting Jim Harbaugh be the head coach and not getting in his way, right? That said, enough of that. I'm going to go talk to him, and I'm going to tell him this is bullshit for a number of different reasons. And you had a lot of people that lined up and went into the office and said, you need to change a whole bunch of shit, man. This is not acceptable. And one of that was, you need to hire Mike Hart, and he needs to be here right now, and he needs to come in. It's ridiculous that you don't have this guy on your staff. Why is he not here? You need to have more guys that played here on your staff. Why are they not here? What is happening? So they do that. They bring guys like that in. And those guys had an ability, I think, to communicate. And they brought some former players back to talk to the team. And it's one thing to listen to, you know, Woodson go on TV and say that you need to prepare harder and this. And, like, Woodson would say that stuff. And I'd always be like, well, Charles Woodson is the greatest player that's ever played football at Michigan by 100 miles. And for him to say that, and so, you know, you need to play like I did. It's like, well, that's, a, it's not, that's ridiculous. It's not realistic for someone else to... But there, there was a level of like dedication to this from the thing that we talked about earlier, like the 997, your, your focus on where it needs to be, the detail focus of what it's going to take to win this game was not being sort of conveyed on a minute-to-minute basis the way that I think it's been this year, I would say. And I think that that's been the case with a lot of things, not just Ohio State, but more so with Ohio State, because I think it's gotten back to the... Um, that's really the backbone of your program, I think. You know, and it's like for Ohio State, it never went away. It's I was listening, to, I was watching the game the other day, right? And Herb Street's talking about something, and he's bragging on Ryan Day about how great he was. And um, you know, he mentioned, you know, and what a you know mentioned Urban, like you know, Urban had this terrific resume, and the first thing he said was he never lost to Michigan. It's the first thing he said. Took him a minute to get around to the fact that oh, by the way, he won a national title here. Like, but he never lost to Michigan. It's still the backbone of your program. It still means more than anything. It's still the thing that can like make a bad year feel better. All that stuff. They'd gotten away from understanding that to a little degree, I think. And a lot of that, I think, has been replaced for the better this year. But I don't know if it necessarily means they're going to win. But you know, I think that the focus and the you know before it would be like yeah we we talk about it a lot, but it'd be like yeah. I talk about a lot of things. <laughs> it doesn't mean I know what I'm talking about, right? Like, I think that was the difference, and I think this year they're in, they're in better hands there, I guess, so to speak. There was just a lot of people this year that were, I think, afraid to speak their mind up to Jim Harbaugh that stopped being afraid, and they told him the truth, and he listened to them, and, and they've made a lot of changes, I think, for the better, you know, because of that. All right, <clears throat> let's make some picks and we'll get out of here. Yeah. Uh, the, the spread is uh, last checking this morning. The spread was actually eight and a half mm-hmm. on Bet MGM. Uh, total of sixty four and a half. Nick, you're I think our guest. We'll let you go first. Free money away. Eight and a yeah. half. Uh, <laughs> I will take Ohio State over that. I, yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I again. I don't think that. I think for Michigan, it's just it's going to have to be a perfect type. You, I can't pick that. It's too hard to pick. All the things are going to have to go well, especially after watching Ohio State last week get everything on the same page. You know, really for the because you watch. You know, I've watched every game they've played. You watch them play offensively, and you watch them grow. And there'd be pockets in every game where they would have that like hitch or that step mm-hmm. back, and that didn't happen last week. So it's hard for me to go against that. I think Michigan will be in the game. I think Michigan will give them a game in the fourth quarter, but I think Ohio State has too much, and I th- I would say over the uh, eight and a half there. Yeah. Ari? I think they're giving free money away. Free money? Well, they always do. Right? Um, yeah. You're going to put your daughter's uh, life savings on the line here? It's taking every ounce of, of my... <laughs> you better say that quietly. I, 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 wonder, I wonder if there's something fishy about this line. It seems, you say that every time. It seems very, that? very low to me. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think it's going to go up by um, noon? Sorry. It's already gone it's up probably, two. It's and already half gone months. up. I mean, when it was under six and a half, I was just like, I mean, I feel like it's going to be at like ten by the time the game kicks. It should have started at ten, I think. I mean, yeah, the fact probably this game every single year, I do my best to convince. What me. was Michigan State? What was that line? Uh, seventeen or, or uh, nineteen and a half. Sorry, nights eighteen, nineteen, yeah. something. And like this that. should be like fourteen. Yeah, yeah, Thir- I, I, thirteen. Yeah. yeah. 
I convince myself. It's the Michigan fans. It's the Michigan fans. They bet it down. Like, I'm telling you, they have money. If I were a Michigan fan, I would bet Ohio State to hedge my happiness. But that's just my point. Well, of they're 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 rich, so they don't. Oh care. yeah, they don't care. Okay, yeah, I uh, on this game. <laughs> right. Try my best to right, do this every year, where I convince myself based on the circumstances that I think that yeah. Michigan's going to keep it close. You're going to do the Kyle Rowland and, here where you're going to find a way to convince yourself? No, and every single year I get blasted and embarrassed in front of everybody. So this year... So you're going to do the Kyle Rowland? In, <laughs> Not the Jack. In my head, honestly, in my head, oh, I, I feel it. like this game could be close because... I do too. But in my heart... I just in your brain, in my, my brain. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna do it again. So like this game to me, yeah, I know what this and is. Like also, one of the one of the main reasons why people like to make this game close is that this is a rivalry. This game would, if if Michigan somehow won, would completely gen- legitimize Jim Harbaugh's existence in every way. He'd probably get his money back. Like <laughs> he probably would get some of it back. Uh, yeah, right. Like they'd make the playoff most likely. Like this would be the pinnacle of Michigan football. But I asked Bill this, and you would know this off the top of your head better than we would. Mm -hmm. What is one single win in Jim Harbaugh's tenure that would even come close to matching? No, 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 no. no. I think I I asked Um, that poorly. What, What is the most significant win of Jim Harbaugh's career, and why would I ever think that he could win this game because his entire track record is losing repeatedly on stages even remotely close to this? Well, he's never won on anything like this. Um, because What's the biggest stage that he's um, won, or the biggest game, the most significant? I, you know, event. he's won. He's won at Camp Randall. Um, he's won in Happy Valley, and he's won again. You know, the Michigan State teams he's beaten have been bad. Um, you know, he's beaten a couple solid Wisconsin teams on the road. You know, I think those are the wins that you know it's not anything nothing, like this. Nothing utterly. So yeah, yeah no. I think he's. I, know, the, the, I mean, the best performances honestly sometimes have been in losses. It's like the fact you know they 2016 they played Ohio State you know within an inch or whatever, and um, they lost to a really good Florida State team that year in the Orange Bowl by a field goal. They beat that Penn State team that won the Big Ten that year by like 30. I mean, like they've had impressive days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like. That's what it is with them. Like, they've had day... It's just... It depends on the day, you know? It's like if they wake up that day and everybody's feeling good, you know, then they win. But it's never about if they've made good decisions that day or done something, like you're saying, if they've done something on that stage to steal a win. They do not steal wins. Okay. They grind through you, and you have to, like, quit at the end. That's how they the play. The 2016 so like, Ohio State yeah. team was the worst team since 2011 Ohio State, 48 right. Michigan, 24. And they couldn't beat them. I mean, it was like you got them by an inch. Yeah, and yeah. Do it. And they were the better team. They were a completely different Michigan team than they team were then. So and the, right, and that was the end of that. Yeah, right. And it's only become more lopsided in the five years. I think Ohio State's going to win by twenty-five or twenty-four. Forty-eight, twenty-four. Yeah. Forty-nine, yeah. twenty-four, twenty-five. Forty-eight, twenty-four is the official. We'll we'll throw official a missed extra point by Ruggles score. in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to decide Luke. the Grozo Award? That's right. The Grozo Award is on the line this week. Yeah, right. That's right. That's so we got, a, we got a Jake Moody field goal and a missed. Okay, that's it. Moody's winning yeah. the Grozo. Our that's prediction. Right. That's right. Yeah, right. Uh, I, am, uh, I am more or less on the same page as Ari, and I think yeah. the same page as Nick. I just, I just don't. I don't. I don't see Michigan keeping it quite that close. I, I think I think I can get on board with what Nick's saying. I think I think it will be a little bit of a game, sort of a whole way in the fourth quarter, like within – I think a little bit of a game is like within – Two scores. Like, yeah. Two scores, that yeah. That they can conceivably yeah. get back and win the game. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. over, over, yeah. Right, right. right. So, uh, are you were 48-24, is that what you said? I just don't, yeah, I just don't see how Michigan holds them to, to under 40. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at, like, I'm at, I have 48-27, so I'm, like, I'm kind of, like, almost identical yeah. to you. Yeah. So, um, And the I thing about those scores, I don't, I don't Bill, think it's right, it there. could be 24-14 to 14 or 24-17 in the third quarter, and then Ohio State could score three touchdowns and four drives and be done mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. I mean, it could also right. be thirty to fourteen and feel like it was fifty to four. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> to be For fair, sure. you know yeah. that's true too. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I've not seen anyone anywhere picking Michigan to win this game. I don't. Maybe you guys no. have. I have. I have. Well, I mean, it's I like they've lost too many. You can't yeah, do fade it. the public. Like, that's yeah. the. <laughs> that's the thing that I always tell Roland in this game. I was making fun of him, but like he always every year he gets to the. He's like, I think this uh, this is the one. And you're like, you do this every time. And you're like, and every time, and every time at the game, he come, he'll come over and be like, I'm never doing this again. And you're like, you do this, <laughs> you do this every time. Like, it's the same thing. I'll send every you a time. screenshot so, right yeah, now right. of Kyle Rowland in my DM <laughs> saying he thinks this game's going to be close. 
It's every time. <laughs> One of these times he's going to be right. Let me ask you this before we get out of here, though. What if they lose? What happens if Ohio State loses the game? Whew. Is Ryan Day going to have man. to walk home? It's, or it's actually... A, am I going to have to give him a, a spare bed in the house It here? is incomprehensible uh, because it has been so long. It's I don't even know. Landis, that is a really good question that we've never considered. What do you think? What if Ohio never State loses? Never even thought loses? about it. Man, I don't know. Like, I don't... Because it's not just it's not just ending the the the, the winning streak. This is a Michigan. long winning streak, <laughs> but it's also like you're done. Like you're like Your there's no over. Big Ten championship. Yeah. There's no playoff. There's no national title. Your it's like, yeah, it's like there's a lot that goes up in flames here. If Ohio State, it's loses pretty this difficult, game. doesn't it? When everything <laughs> falls apart in three hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When your uh, life comes crumbling to the ground in three and a half hours time. Boy, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's a hell of a game. It'll be hard to process Landis. in the press box if that if that's what happens. We always joke. Sure. We always joke about how Ohio State fans don't know how to process losses. Oh God! Could you imagine? I will say, I think that's I mean, true. I need to see it once. Okay, yeah. I need to see one time what happens because the reaction. Because I keep is saying, be like, I keep saying it's going to happen eventually. These message boards are going to have like meltdowns. You're going to have real problems. Ari, you're going to be glad you moved out of Ohio if, yeah, if they lose I think this that's... game. If they, if they lose, is going up. I think uh, I do think Ohio State fans have a have a terrible time processing losses because they happen so infrequently. Yeah, if Ohio State it. lost to Michigan, I would have a hard time processing. That. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's I would do. It's been a long there. time. Yeah. Like in the only other, the last time it happened, and I was at that game, um, was the Fickle when Fickle was coaching, and like Ohio State was like, we're not winning this game. Like the fans knew, and Hoke's team was solid. It wasn't great, but like they knew that they were probably going to lose that day. So like that. The last time they lost a game in this game that they thought they could win was 2003, I would say. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. It's 2021, yeah. by the way. Like, if you had yeah. a kid in 2003, he'd be in college right now. Like, this, that's the situation we're talking about here. Ridiculous. And Ohio and State literally almost football. won the 11 game. Right. Like I said, right. They were a Braxton Miller heave away from winning the game at the end last drive. So, like, any other sport. Any other sport, right? The the Michigan team in this equation would have been like, we are never playing you again. We quit. We're doing something else. Not this. Of course. That'd be a good column. That this is the beauty of the rivalry. Yeah, any that, other sport. That Michigan, you have Michigan to keep keeps going. getting up off yeah. the mat and trying to swing every year. Getting its ass and it's, 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 right. it's the beauty of the fight. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it is. Or die trying. There yeah. you go. That's what it is. <clears throat> Well, I'm still excited to watch the game, even if it's, if it's oh, yeah. inevitable that Ohio State is going to... Uh, People always thing. work themselves into a shoot 10 minutes before and always think it's going to be something completely different. So we'll I see. love it, man. I, lo- I told yeah. Ari this the other day. Like The the, ener- the nervous energy in either stadium about 15 minutes... Oh, yeah, there's nothing like off it. Is, is, I, I love it. It's it's the best. Hey, I hope there's nothing even, like it in the world. Just, <laughs> yeah. Nick, what yeah. was your score? I didn't... I, I mean, probably something like yours. I don't have... I didn't say one. Give, but, like, I, I would love to have a score. 45 to 30, how about... Oh. 45 to 30. Okay, so everyone's going to I think to Michigan can count. score 30. Yeah, but I think it's a cover. Yeah, that's what I, I think it's a what's cover. What's the pin number to that bank account? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right, please don't uh, don't bet your child's uh, college fund. fund. College <laughs> fund, whatever it is. On, uh, on, Save on, it for a, a better well, let's lot. Let's be honest. She's been alive for two months. Yeah. Her college fund's not yeah, that not, big. There's not that much in there. Yeah. And you could we double can repla- you could, We can yeah. replenish it later. You, yeah. could, you could double it this weekend. It's, it's just fun to say college list. fund because it seems significant. That's true. Yeah, yeah right. She's been alive for three months. Yeah. Also, she's not going to college. She's going to trade school. <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah, right. What's that even going to mean in yeah. 20 years? Right, right, right. All right, you guys want to talk about that for like 31 minutes? Yeah. No, it's a, <laughs> it's a different podcast. Yeah, different podcast. I miss you, Nick. You it's good to see you. Yeah. yeah. You too, buddy. All right. Well, thank you, Nick. Uh, we really appreciate yes, you sir. joining us here, offering uh, your Michigan perspective. Ohio State, Michigan, noon Saturday. Big noon kickoff on Fox. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Ari and I will talk to you guys after the game. Make sure you read uh, Nick and Austin, and please read my stories as well. I greatly appreciate that. Thanks and for listening. Forward to 6 with A&B and Ari. You can read Ari, I guess. <laughs> I meant, Black I meant Friday, let's go. Yeah, Get those subs in. Black, do the Black Friday yeah. deal for the podcast, Bill. There you go. Theathletic.com slash 426. $1 per month for 12 months. It's the best deal going. I still, I think I might do it, even though I work here. I think I, think I might do it. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy the game on Saturday. We'll talk to you guys afterward. Cool.